Welcome back to Strictly Footy. Bit of a deep dive today, so if you guys uh, like some long footy chat, this is the episode for you where I'm doing a deep dive and an analysis of every single squad going into the 2023 season. Now, we're, we're doing two parts to this, so we'll do nine teams today and then we're going to do eight teams next Saturday. So make sure you guys um, stay tuned and up to date with everything that's going on. Um, so you know when the second part drops and we're doing um, we're doing this in alphabetical order so you guys will be able to kind of skip to each part if you just want to come and um, listen to us talk about your own team um, so yeah we're starting from the Broncos and we'll end up finishing with the Tigers if you guys kind of get uh, getting the gist of that um, but yeah we'll get into that in a sec Jaren how we go bro doing well doing well obviously we've already done our off-season grades but we kind of skipped through it a little bit just talked about gains losses and then moved on to the next team it's going to be a more in-depth version and kind of um, squad analysis going into the season and obviously this is our last one before trials and that get underway so yeah which i'm very very keen for um so yeah as you were saying kind of with the the squad grades uh, the off-season grades and all that kind of stuff it's a lot of fantasy um kind of vibe i mean off-season grades not so much when we talk about ladder predictions and we talk about uh drafts and stuff like we kind of wanted to bring back the actual realism of footy and just talk about gains losses our expectations for each team how each team's going to fit together kind of run through probably their one to 17 that we're expecting for round one so it's, it's going to be pretty entertaining i think we haven't really done a kind of serious pod like this i'd say everything's been kind of like a more entertainment factor but i was watching bloke so shout out bloke because this is kind of where i got the idea from and it's actually really interesting to hear some of their perspectives about each team next year, talk about their gains and losses. And I mean, we can kind of tell if teams have broken even or, and we're even going to talk about head coaches. So we've got basically every aspect under the umbrella of our squad because it's not just the players. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one because obviously I have different opinions to you. You have different opinions to me. We have different opinions to bloke and the fans are going to have different opinions to us. So it's just interesting to hear everyone else's perspective on kind of like each player like how each team's forward pack ranks against other packs i know fox footy released one a while ago that we completely disagreed with and yeah like you said we haven't done a serious podcast like this yet it's um been more of just a chill before the season starts kind of kind of podcast so i'm keen to get into it yeah we really want to ramp up that that serious in-depth kind of footy content before the trials start because obviously once trials get in we're kind of going to get into the mojo of team lists and wrapping up rounds and you know tracking how players are going and each team whether they're living up to expectations exceeding them or they're below them so we should just probably crack into it because I think we're going to be here for quite a while yeah 100% I also think that there's going to be teams this season that disappoint and there's going to be teams that just randomly fire out of nowhere because a lot of teams have recruited well and it could go very well for them, maybe more than what we're expecting. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm expecting it to be a great season. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, the team we're going to get into in a minute, obviously people know because I just said, but, you know, they were flying in fourth and then ended up coming ninth. You know what I mean? So... The, the expectations for a team can change. Literally mid-season, people thought these guys were, could win the comp and then they miss the finals. So a, a team's expectations and where they sit currently can can really change within three rounds. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't even think at the start of last season, um, 
Many people thought, obviously Reynolds signed with the Broncos. I don't think many people thought he would take them mm. to the position that they made it to last year. I, I kind of ranked them maybe like around the 10th to kind of 12th mark before the, that season started. And then they were running in the top four. So it just shows how unpredictable it can be and how a few, a few signings or even just one signing can really just like fill, fill that gap or that void that you needed and just boost the team completely. Yeah, well, that's it, bro. But So we may as well just crack into the Broncos now. So quick rundown of their gains. Obviously, they brought Reese Walsh over from the Warriors. Um, Marty DePau brought over from Manly. Uh, Jock Matter from the Tigers. Jesse Arthurs returns on loan from the Warriors. And young Blake Moser has been promoted into the top 30 after... Because he's just turned 18, yeah? Yep, just turned 18 this season. Um, and some of their losses, they got Tamari Martin went off to the Warriors, Tessie New to the Dolphins, uh, Branko Lee, Dolphins, David Mead has retired, so is Ryan James, I believe. Yep. Tyson Gamble to the Knights, Turpin to the Roosters, Hosking to Penrith, and... Carl Olo Apu. I will get it right. Olo Apu. Um, obviously, to the Bulldogs. And I do apologize for uh, last episode. We did pronounce his name wrong. Olo Apu. We watched a YouTube video beforehand and some guy was talking about it. So, whoever that guy was, Phil Gould called you out, bro. So, yeah, Olo Apu to the Dogs. Now, for the Broncos on paper, I think they look about the same. I'm not sure, you know, we got players like Tamara Martin was their starting fullback. Tessie New, obviously, they, they both kind of changed in starting fullback. Like, they were kind of interchanged and yep. switch around. Um, but they got Reese Walsh now, so it's not like they've got an outstanding void to fill. Branko Lee was kind of in reserve grade. Dave Mead was just a bit of wing depth. Ryan James made a couple appearances off the bench, not too much. Tyson Gamble... Again, not re- uh, since Ezra Mam took the reins, he he never really came back up. Jake Turbin didn't even play first grade last year, I believe. Uh, Hosking he played a couple games where he was really really impressive, and then we all know the sto- uh, story with um, Oluwapu, where he wouldn't even put a Brisbane shirt on. Oh, I think their top seventeen with those signings actually looks a little bit better, but the thing is. They've got a lot of losses, and maybe it didn't take a hit to their top 17, but it definitely, their depth took a major hit. Obviously, Tessie New, backup fullback. Branko Lee could fill in at the centers. David Mead on the wing. Gamble in the halves. Hosking second row. They lost a lot of depth when it maybe it comes to that origin period or there's a few injuries. So I think they might struggle if it provided... Like they're going to struggle if there's injuries and over the origin period if the likes of Carrigan and those type of players get picked. Yeah, but that's similar to any team. Like if they if their best players get picked for origin, they're going to have holes to fill, right? And the thing that worries me with the Broncos is now they don't really have another fullback to rely on. Like they're going to have to switch around their whole one to five to fill that void, whether it's yep. Cobbo go back to one or like so. Farmworth, maybe. Yeah. So, Pong is playing six, right? He's probably leading the race for the Queensland jersey. But in the scenario he gets injured, Walsh is probably the second pick for fullback, right? Yep, I agree. And I'm still not sure. If Walsh has a decent year for the Broncos, because he's got a much better team around him than he did at the Warriors last year, I believe. And I don't know. If Walsh is playing fullback all season, I'm not sure... 
that they'll just switch Ponga's position, especially well, it's a spine player. It's yeah. Completely different position. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I see what you're saying, but my, what I'm talking about with the Broncos is, right, they brought Walsh in now to fill the void of Tamara Martin and Tessie Newton, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have another fullback unless they put Cobbo or Farmworth back there, which means they've got to reshuffle their whole back five, which means they've got to bring Hoiter in now, and then they're going to have to do all this. Yeah, they're going to have to do all this switching up now to fill holes, and that's what happened to the Titans last year, right? We saw the same thing happen where they went from you know making eight, making eight, just, but still they were a finals team, right? Yep. Um, and then they would get an injury and they had to switch their whole back five up and they couldn't build any combinations or consistency. So that scares me a little bit for the Broncos. Yeah, if something happens with Walsh, the two options, like we said, are Herbie Farmworth and I think then Mariner would come into the team or Cobbo and then Pereira, Yeah, I would say, goes goes in. But it, like injuries happen to teams every year and... Most teams will have to at some point play their second, third, sometimes even fourth string, whatever position gets injured, right? And the Broncos just lost a lot mm. in terms of those types of positions. But unless unless they have a fully healthy season, I think they they might struggle over those periods. Well, that's the thing that I was saying, right? If you look at the way that the Queensland team was picked last year, they did go Oates. Did Oates get picked last year at all? For Queensland? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I think they went Murray Talani. And Cobbo, yeah? And Cobbo. Yeah, so in the instance that he doesn't get picked again, right, you know you still got one wing spot free. I believe, I don't think he got picked. Cause I don't Cobbo, think he got picked. Cobbo had a head injury Yeah. in one of the games. It was game three. Yeah, you gave, know, so I'll, I'll, I'll go and have a look. What I'm now. talking about is... During that origin period, if Walsh does get picked and Cobbo does get picked, and maybe if Oates continues that form, he gets picked as well, they're going to struggle for outside back depth. And that's what kind of scares me about letting all those guys kind of go because you've just let two quality fullbacks go. And it's not even like Tamari Martin's left to be a starter in another team. Like, he has le- he's gone to be a starting six, not a one, right? So... Tessie New also has gone to play center, which, you know, he did play. He did play. did play. So, it was, um, who dropped out? Talongi. Talongi. Just very interesting to me. Mm. I don't remember Talongi being injured or anything, but maybe Corey Oates is very good last year, so maybe just push selection, which I don't mind at all. Corey Oates, back to form this year, or last season, I should say as well. Um, I remember the season before that he wasn't even getting a start yeah. they were trying him in the back row I wanted Manly to pick him up because he's only what 27 Yeah. now oh, I wanted Manly to pick him up because he's a quality player and he's shown that last season yeah well for me right the Broncos have a lot to build off from last year they still got Reynolds there who's a certified leader he should lead this team around back to form uh, they still got one of the strongest packs in the com. I think where they where they lost their way was when Paddy Carrigan went out, but they're going to get him back now, and he looks fit. Um, as I said, the losses, they did lose like eight to ten players, but then again, they they didn't feature regularly in first grade, right? You got Hosking, who probably featured the most in terms of forwards, and then 
what, Tamari Martin was probably there more than testing you? Yeah, no, we're talking about depth a lot, and that's just if things go wrong, they might go wrong. But like I said, I think their top 17 is looking just as strong. Yeah. And um, you are right in saying that that loss against the Tigers where Carrigan got suspended for the rest of the regular season, was it? He's out for the rest of the regular season? Yeah. Or maybe came back for one game or something like that. But they definitely lost their way because they were getting pumped by Storm, Para, and they literally went from fourth to ninth in a matter of weeks and just missed out on the finals. On I think it was points difference, goal difference. Uh, no, four and against. Four and against, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was it? Who finished eighth? Canberra. Yeah, I think it was. It was either that or Canberra had one more win because they, yep. they beat the Tigers. So, whatever it was, they ended up coming ninth, right? Which is pretty disappointing because you have people like Gordon Tallis coming up and saying, like, these guys can make a run for the comp. Like, their team's that strong. But I think they got a lot to build on. Um, whether there is a bit of squad division because of the Selwyn Cobbo, Kevy Walters thing or whatever it is, I don't think that that's going to be much of an issue. I think it's probably harped on a bit more than what it probably should. But... You know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of drama around the Broncos camp um, to, during this preseason. So whether or not that comes out and affects their on-field performance, we we won't know until round one. But I'm interested to see how this team works with Walsh in there. I think he gives a little bit more X factor than Tamara Martin, and I'd probably say Tessin New too. I think he's a bit better with. Moving the ball than Tessie New is. Moving the ball, and he's everywhere. He, he was yeah. always everywhere for the Warriors. He had to be because they weren't the most creative team. He was the guy kind of creating everything. Walsh is a player that can create, create something out of nothing, and they have a lot of those players, like Staggs, Cobbo, I'd say, can do that. Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, like I just said. Um, I think it would be very good for them because I feel like that's the kind of team that they have at the moment. Haas as well can do that. That's the kind of, they're not kind of a get into the game and grind it out kind of team. They're more of like a X Factor, like one of those fun teams to watch, mm. kind kind of like that. And I, I'm interested to see how they line up because there's a number of ways that they can go about it. I think Reese Walsh is the favourite for fullback, like like we've been saying. But Cobbo was saying he's going to play in the halves. Yeah, I doubt it. Walsh, I'm saying, not Cobbo saying he himself would yeah. play in the halves, but I doubt that as well. But um, I'm interested to see what happens with Mozart, Walters, and Pesh. The, mm. mo- the most out of anything, that is what I'm looking looking at because I think Jock Madden doesn't leave the Tigers if he's not in the 17. You would think not. I, I think Madden is their 14, which means... Pesh, Mozart, and Walters are fighting for one position. Yeah. Well, going back on that point you said about Madden leaving the Tigers, you would think he had a better opportunity against that Tigers team if due to form rather than the Broncos. Because, you know, I mean, they were talking about dropping Ezra Mant, but I just don't see the point in doing that at all. Like, I don't see the point in dropping Ezra Mant out. He's 19 years old. I don't know why he dropped out last year. I thought he was brilliant when he played. Yeah, so did I. And obviously, being a rookie, there's going to be inconsistent games, right? But at the end of the day, like I thought he was pretty impressive for someone that just kind of got thrown into the deep end after Tyson Gamble wasn't really working. Yeah, and it's not like Jock Madden's 19. Jock Madden's obviously young, but he's not 19 either. So Ezra's probably got more of an upside oh, as yeah. well to him. And I don't think Broncos... 
sorry, Broncos fans, I don't think they're going to be competing for a comp this year. Kind of just around that eight. I think they can afford to give Ezra Mam some time to develop and be more consistent, make his worst game um, closer to his best game. Yeah, well, that was that was the one thing that kind of stood out, that you would know when Ezra Mam wasn't involved and you would know when he was involved because he was scoring tries, setting up tries, breaking the line. And then when he was off, it's like, where is Ezra Mam even on the field? Yep. And that's something players, a lot, a lot of coaches and that will look at as well, especially on the good teams and the good coaches. They'll look at how consistent are you? How, how bad are your worst games and how good are your best games? Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of choices for the Broncos to make. I I might even say that Jock Madden and Ezra Mam are probably a 50-50 for that six-year-old just because Kevin Walters has been playing it like that. Mm. I would definitely go as a man, though, with Madden at 14. For me, I think Jock is a little bit slower. I think he's more of a seven than he is a six. So for me, I'm going as a man to kind of contrast to Adam Reynolds because we know Adam Reynolds is more of just the general. He just leads the team around the park. Not the quickest guy, not the biggest guy, not the with the most X factor. He just is a manager, and that's what he's always been so good at. His kicking game, his short passing game, his long passing game, just getting the team around the field into the right position. Ezra Mam is more of just a, is a running six, X-factor kind of six. So. 100%. That's exactly why I'd go Ezra Mam as well. Yeah. But Madden did play quite a bit of six at the Tigers, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He played he did. seven as well there, but I'm just... Yeah, it's, it's going to be... I mean, it's good that there's competition for each position. I guess that'll push the players more, but I'm a bit confused at the Jock Madden signing. He's a great player. Like He's a good young prospect that you can build into a good player. Yeah. But I'm a bit confused as to why they needed that. Well, the way I see it is they're probably looking at Reynolds aging and knowing his injury history, they're probably like, we probably have to get a backup half because we can't shift Ezra to seven. Like if we want him to develop, we've got to keep him at six. And Jock Madden, I think is a better seven than he is six. So in, in the circumstance that Reynolds does get an injury and he's out for three or four weeks, like we did see for a lot of last season, I think Madden's probably just going to slot straight into the seven. You know, that's a good shout because they were having to use um, Ezra Mayhem at seven last year when Reynolds was injured, I remember. And um, they've lost Tyson Gamble now, which is obviously the, probably the other half that they could have slotted into seven. So I think you're right there. Madden probably is more of a bit of a depth move, would you say? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Broncos, I, I'm expecting them with this team to be around the same spot as last year. I'd say probably fifth to tenth kind of range. Yeah, it's a big range, I know, but you never you never know. The the comp is so closely contested this year in that middle, so I, I feel like a lot of these middle range teams is going to be a massive massive range. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Hear what you're saying, and the team we're about to have a look at next is probably fighting for that spot too. The Raiders. Now, the Broncos, I would say. What's their one to seventeen? I'd probably go Reese Walsh, Oates, Cobo, Stags, Farmworth, Ezra, Reno, Flegler, Haas. Probably the same pack. Capewell, Ricky, Carrigan. It's just about that nine that they gotta sort out. I think it should be Moser. Well he got promoted too. So I think 
And that was only because of his age. But the fact he's 18 years old in that top 30, they usually keep him on like kind of a development contract like a lot of 18-year-olds yep. around the comp. I think they're probably going to ease him in through 14. They'll probably go Walters again. I, th- I think that that's the most realistic option. The only thing I'd be worried about if Moses starting at nine is they've got Ezra Mam who's 19, then they'd have Moser 18, Walsh 20, 21, I think. 21. They, I know Reynolds is there, but their spine would be very, very inexperienced. That's probably not something that you want. I know at least Walters had a year in first grade to like get going so I think that is the most realistic option with Moza easing in at 410 then maybe 2024 he starts at 9 yeah would you say that's probably the best option most likely yeah and then they've got obviously guys like Palacio who's going to be be on the outer um, Willison can play on the bench um, am I missing anyone don't think so no yeah so I, I think that'll be their top 17 I'm concerned about their depth if they um they lose some of them. Obviously, that top 17 is very good. Oh, and Marty Tapao. I Obviously, like that signing, I, though. Good... I do, too. I like it. I do, too. I've said said it a lot of times now. I think with other, like, Haas, Carrigan, Flegler, I think he'll be good. I'm not sure how he led Manly. I don't, I don't think he did a good job leading Manly's pack around. And I think Manly had one of the weaker packs last season, even though they've, they had guys like Jake and Hamole. But I think... Behind already strong ball runners, I think Marty will have a good season. Yeah, I think he'll take a bit of pride in leading around those young guys too. And I think, you know, when the game gets tough, like they went through that slip of form last year and couldn't break out of it, you need guys like Marty Tapao who are veterans and tell the boys pull their head in, head up. Like, whatever it may be, I think they needed that leadership because Reynolds can't do it all on his own, right? And he's going to be under a lot of pressure if they do put Moses straight into nine. I think the smartest thing for them to do is ease him in in that 14 role. Whether Walters plays 60, 65 minutes and then Moser comes in for 15 to 20, whether it's a split like that or they even go 40-40, I would say they probably go more 60-20, 65-15. But yeah, they need to ease him in somehow because people are comparing this book to Cameron Smith, right? So they need to get his hands on the footy more in first grade. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for the Broncos this year. I think they can build off what they did do last year. I wouldn't really take that slip of form at the end of the year too seriously because I think they were missing a few key players and a lot of players were playing injured and there's a bit of a divide. You know, we had Cobo. Cobo was injured. Uh, Carrigan was injured. They were suspended. Stags was apparently playing with a was a shoulder issue. Yeah. yeah. Carrigan got suspended. Farmworth was out. Yeah, was he? Reynolds was missing time as well towards the back end of the year. So I think take it with a grain of salt, that kind of slip up towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, I think, what are you saying? Broncos probably about ninth. Uh, I would probably say ninth to seventh. I don't think they could push for that top six. I have them ninth. Um, realistically, I think you're right. Seventh to about tenth uh, would be mine. But I... I wouldn't be too surprised if they could nab a spot over the Cowboys or the Sharks or a team like that. Especially, I think they can be a little bit, they're going to be unpredictable. I think they'll have games where they're really good and I think they'll have games where they're shocking just because they're a little bit inexperienced. Um, they lost a bit of that um, just consistency, I think, in especially Tamari Martin. And 
yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they push higher into like the fifth or sixth position, but I think seventh to tenth is probably perfect for them. Yeah. I no, think that's what they'll be aiming for. Yeah. Like on paper, their losses are definitely outweighing their gains, but I think what they did is they kind of focused on getting a sole player for each position, which normally, which sometimes isn't the best formula for success, but I think Reese Walsh is going to have a lot less pressure on his shoulders. It's going to allow him to really play some exciting footy, some X-Factor footy, which we saw him do when RTS was there. Yeah, no, and he was probably the favourite for Rookie of the Year when RTS was there. They even moved RTS to the wing for him because Walsh was playing a bit of six and then he was playing a bit of 14 and coming on at six. They moved RTS, who a Dalian fullback, probably I'd say at the time a top three fullback, to put Walsh there. And... I don't think it worked as much, but like you said, Reese Walsh is going to get that chance this year to play some X-Factor footy, to have guys like Reynolds, uh, Mam, Cobbo, Farmworth, Staggs kind of outside him and to just kind of finish off what he starts. Yeah. To the Raiders, um, didn't do much, which kind of concerns me a little bit because I think they did have some stuff they needed to work on. They didn't score a lot of tries on their edges apart from Seb Chris. Um, so they've they've gained Pasami Solo from Newcastle and Danny Levi from the Super League. Was he was he over in England? Yeah, I think he was playing for Huddersfield. Yeah, and they've lost Josh Hodgson to Parramatta, Adam Elliott to Newcastle, Chan to Nickel Clogstad to the Warriors and Ryan Sutton to the Dogs. Now... Adam Elliott is a loss that I want to start with because I believe he he really opened up Canberra's game last year with his ball playing at lock. Uh, I think they're going to miss that. And whether they go Harawira Naira or Mooney or whichever way they move, they're going to miss that aspect of Adam Elliott's game. 100%. And it was more towards the back end of the season that he started really changing that team because I think every I think every team needs a ball playing lock. Unless you're, unless you're Tao Malolo or something like that. I think every team has a ball playing lock. And w- once he started starting, instead of Harawa and Ira or Whitehead, the Raiders came good, really good at the end of the season. And they even beat, they beat Storm in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, who'd they beat to make that? Uh, no. They beat Storm in week one. Yes, they, they did because Storm were fifth, weren't yeah. they? Yes. Yeah. Beat Storm in week one and then lost to Parramatta. E- I can't really remember. Um, they did lose to Parramatta. I just don't remember if they won another game before no, they that. they wouldn't have. So but they, they definitely ended the season strong because I remember at the start of the season, everyone was calling them the faders again. They lost. They were losing games that they should have won. I remember a game against the Warriors. I think the, they should have won anyway, but Lodge took a dive. No, yeah. that wasn't against Para. That was against. Oh, no, 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 it was against Canberra. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Warriors Canberra, and yeah. then um, they had a few close games with the Dragons, and people were writing them off. And I think Adam Elliott was very, very crucial in turning that team around. Yeah, he's going to be a big, big loss. I think not having the depth that Nickel Clogs had there either. They didn't really get another fullback. Um, I think it'll be Albert Hopperwadi. Or maybe yeah, Rapana will switch over Rapana. there. Yeah, it'll be Rapana. But again, I don't like this whole thing of shifting your starting wing at a fullback because then you change up your whole backline and even your spine. Like I, I would just put Albert Hopperwadi there, if I'm honest. Yeah. He's a, he was a fullback. He was uh, under 18s, under 19s, and I think under 20s New South Wales fullback. Um, he's more than capable there. I'm very high on him. I think he just needs a chance somewhere. 
To be, um, yeah. Yeah, go on. To be honest, I think they should just put White in there. If they do get an injury to Savage. And then play who? Schneider? Yeah. Something like that, Schneider. yeah. Schneider. Because, because at least at fullback, Whiten's still... He's a ball-running six anyway, right? So if he's a fullback, he's probably getting the ball a little bit wider. But at least you don't have to shift your whole back five around. And he's still kind of going to get the same ball that he does. Because he can go get the ball, like what Munster did for Melbourne. He can go get the ball as a six in the middle of the set. But he's just got to return the ball as a fullback, right? He can always hand it off to the, full, uh, the, to the winger like Rapana or Kotrick. So... And he played fullback to start his yeah, career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he would be comfortable there. He's sim- he's little- it's similar to the it's Munster situation. Yep. Yeah. And Munster played v- maybe uh, his best games of the season at fullback, I'd say. Yeah, but it didn't work for the rest of the team. For of Melbourne. course not. Yeah, yeah, And look at look, I think Nickel, back to Nickel Clockside, I think he needed a move because he was a top centre once upon a time a few a few years ago. Top centre? Top fullback. Top full, I was going to say. A few years ago. And... um. He's just been outdone by Savage, and I think he just needed a change of change of scenery to kind of get back to that. And he's gone back, gone back home, back to New Zealand. Um, I think it should work well for him. I'm not sure he'll return to the old form, but I'm not sure it's too much of a loss for the Raiders. Um, looking at the other losses, Josh Hodgson, they've got Starling, they've got Wolford, they've got Levi. It's not even really a depth loss. I don't. Th- well, it is a depth loss, but they've yeah. already got the depth there. And Ryan Sutton was probably loss of depth as well. So yeah, and he fell out with Stewart last year too. Yeah, m- most they of their gains play. and losses, it's just purely depth. It's nothing to their top seventeen apart from Adam Elliott. The problem for me with Canberra is they didn't add any strike. Like they needed see, to. You see a lot of teams that add strike, right? And. I don't know. I've, uh, Kotrick didn't score that much last year. Rapina, it took him a while to score his first try of the year. Their edges lack a little bit, and I feel like they didn't really address anything to no. do with the edges no, or the they attack. Haven't. They I, used to just grind out games, and that's what I... I feel like they needed to go and get... I don't know, because it's hard... For them to go and get a nine, I think they just needed to replace Elliot, to be honest, or retain Elliot. I'm not sure why they let him go, but oh, they're going to miss him because, you know what? At the start of the year, they couldn't get the ball to the edges, and then to finish the year, they were... They were if you remember that try they scored against Manly, straight up the edge, up the sideline? Every time. Every time. That's because Elliot was Down moving the, the ball... In the, Elliot was moving the ball in the middle of the park, yep. and that's what opened the whole game up, so... Uh, I think I... I think I had Canberra come in 10th. I had them 10th as well. I don't like... Also, other teams have gotten stronger. But Almost every team below them got stronger as well. Yeah. I don't think they're going to drop below every single one of them. I don't like teams just stuck in the middle in any sport. Because yeah. at least if you're, if you're down the bottom, you can do kind of what the Bulldogs and the Tigers have done. You can have a... Com- Complete clean out, clean salary cap, sign some stars, bring through your young juniors, develop them. If you're in the middle, like obviously you're going to have some good players, but most of your players are kind of around the average range. So it's hard to justify bringing a young junior over some of those players. And it's also hard to justify dropping any of them or signing anyone. Because Raiders are decent in every position, I think. Yeah. So it's hard to just drop one of them and sign a new player that's why I just don't like teams in the middle and they don't have a f- 
future vision or anything like that, I don't think. They got yeah. Savage, their centers are young, I guess. But apart from that, yeah, I, mean, I don't see where they're going with the team. For me, they got it. They didn't really address the hooker problem, and I'm not trying to knock any of those players, but Danny Levi's had a few opportunities over here, and they didn't really work out. Starling hasn't been able to find that form that he kind of had around 2018, 2019, and Zach Wolford. He he was serviceable, like he was serviceable, but he, I wouldn't say he's a, he's a star in his position. No, and just on Danny Lever, I'm not sure how he's been going in the Super League, but the thing I don't like about Danny Levi is because I'm a Manly fan, I watched almost every Manly game the season he was there. Yeah. He doesn't run the ball. He just gets there, passes it. Gets there, passes it. He doesn't have any... Well, he didn't have any X factor to him, at least. Yeah. Like, and Everyone knew what he's going to do. He's just going to pass it out. Yeah, and I think... You know, you got players like Reed Money, you got players like Sam Verrills, even Lachlan Croker, who don't really run the ball as much, but their service is top tier. Yeah. And his service is inconsistent. Like on on his day, which which team was he at where people were like, Okay, this kid's really good? In that first club was it Newcastle? Newcastle. Yeah, he was good there and he looked like he had a lot of upside and then I was excited when Manly signed him. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he couldn't really find his feet at Manly and then he bounced around a few rock clubs, ended up in the Super League. So if he can come back, you know, under Ricky and Ricky can get him right, then yeah, I think it's a good pickup. It's probably a cheap contract too. So I don't mind it. But, but you know, will, I would, will he get that chance? I th- behind right. Starling and Wolford. I think he'll start. You think he'll start? I so think he'll start. Wolford drops, drops yeah. out. I thought Wolford yeah. was great last year. I, I just think Danny Levi'll start. And he's got... He, he wasn't... Um, he kind of just got found out of nowhere. So he's getting... I think you got to give him a few years to develop. And was it his first year last year? Yeah. Like his first con- year consistent of playing consistent year of footy. footy? Yeah. yeah. So I think... The way he played in it for his first year of footy was incredible. I, I, I think they should just give him that chance to keep developing. Yeah. And Starling, look, Starling, a lot of fans are higher on Starling than I am. I think he's had a few years now to really start to take off because I think like two or three years ago, everyone was saying, oh, this kid's going to be great. And I think he's still at the same level he was then. I don't think he's come too far forward. I, I think he's been given a few years now. He's not a bad player. You, you can't really justify dropping him. But... I think Wolford and probably even Levi are ahead of him. I don't think you'll get they'll get get picked ahead of him, but in my books they'd be ahead of him. Well, the thing for me is you've got to think about the fit of the team, right? So if we're going through probably that one seventeen, you're probably going same back five as last year, Savage, Chris, Kotrick, Tomoko, Rapana. Yep. White and Fogarty. Yeah. Same pack. Except for nine and thirteen. That's the two holes that I look at this team. I'm like, I don't know if they can replace that production. Because for me, right, the teams below them have basically all now got world-class nines. Jaden Braley for the Knights. Yep. Gonna, he's going to open up by these this new half combo. Yep. The Dogs have got Reed Marnie. The Tigers have now got um, Abby Corusau. That's three teams already that have way better service than dummy half than they'll have. And I think Starling, they like him more in that role off the bench, so I don't see him starting. So it's between Danny Levi and Wolford for the starting night. I think R- Ricky probably leaned to- towards Levi, I think. 
I don't know. They're, they're three guys that I'd have all in the same boat. Same kind of tier, same kind of level. So I don't know which way he's going to lean. I, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Do one of them... No, none of them are big enough to play 13, are they? Not going to lie, like, Hodgson... I'd probably take Hodgson over all of them. Maybe not Starling. Hodgson... But over the rest of them. It depends how he bounces back from from his injury. It's yeah. very... Yeah. Because he's had two seasons now off footy. And it's hard, yeah. two major injuries. It's hard to come back from that. Even one's hard to come back from. But if he can return to anything close to the old Josh Hodgson, yeah, I'd take them, take him over them. Yeah, that's the glaring hole they need to fill, I think. They don't really have any young guns coming up. Maybe Trey Mooney and uh, Mariota. Savage. That's... Yeah, I think Mooney might get that signing 13. I just... I, I like, would give it to Mooney. Yeah. For I, the for the future of the club, I'd give it to Mooney. But I, I see them going, how we're an Ira Whitehead or Horsburgh. But I think Mooney's more of a prop anyway with his size and his build. So I will see how it plays out. I did have Canberra 10th, but I think they could finish as low as 13th, to be honest. I think they could drop as well. But I also think that they could have another kind of mid-season and finish just, just like scraping into the eight as well. Yeah. But I, I'm not really excited for Canberra this season. Maybe Hudson Young could have a breakout year top and he could continue, but I'm not excited to see what happens with the Raiders. I just know they're going to be somewhere in that midfield. Well, I'm excited for this team. Me the too. Bulldogs. Let's list these gains out. Viliami Kikau from Pemrith, Reid Marnie from Parramatta, Ryan Sutton from Canberra, Andrew Davey from Manly, Franklin Pele from the Sharks, Hayes Perham from Parramatta. Parramatta. Uh, Farmanu Brown from the Tigers, Carl Ola Oapu, Ola Apu from the Broncos, Josh Reynolds from Super League. I'm not sure where Overseas, Josh Reynolds is playing. And Cameron Serraldo from the Penrith Panthers as their new head coach. And I'll, I'll just go through their losses quickly as well. We've got uh, Jack Hetherington, obviously went to the Knights, Marshall King, Dolphins, Paul Vaughan. Did he go back to the Super League? He did. Uh, Matt Dufty also went to the Super League. Stimson to the Titans. Josh Jackson's retired. Shop to the Titans as well. Sam Manifagai was just left unsigned. It's, I think Super it's, League, maybe. Super League? I think so. Maybe he... Um, okay. And Corey Allen to the Roosters. They've done what I said before. The bottom teams can clean out their club and sign, sign basically whoever they want. Yeah. And the dogs are going to look good. I think it's just if they if they can get it all to click. And I think the problem the problem is they've got Kikau, Burton, and Adokar on this left edge. And and my main concern is they get so left edge heavy. Like you look at South, right? And yes, they probably have the strongest left edge in the comp, but they can go right if they need to. And the problem I have is if so so say they slip Alamotti into that left center, right? Yep. So they slip him in there, right? The right side is like Fatala, Mariner, Avarillo, and Karaz. I, I don't mind that. I still don't mind it. It's not bad, but like, it's not bad, but I think teams would be happy for them to go that way. I think they're, because Avarillo, right, is, he hasn't had the most experience at center. He's more of a fullback and a six. Fatala, Mariner, I don't really like him on the edge. I prefer him in the middle. I think he's better in the middle. 
And Karaz, your wing is only as good as the ball he gets from his other players, right? Yeah. Winger relies that like they can be good players, but they rely heavily on the team around them. Obviously, your wing is only good as the blokes inside them. So I think teams, if they can shut down that left edge, like the really good teams, right? I'm not saying like the middle of the pack teams, but if teams can target that left edge and really shut it down, jam in on kick out, make sure Fox can't get the ball. I just. I think the bull- the Bulldogs... So so they got Flanagan, Fatala, Mariner, Avarillo, and Karaz. You reckon... Would you... If you're, if you're the Storm, and you're coming up against the Dogs, right? And you say, all right, I want to target that left edge, make sure Kickout cannot offload and do anything creative, and make sure Burton can't get that short ball to Kickout. Let them just destroy and go to that right edge on every attack. Do you reckon that's something Bellamy would say? I reckon it would be. I reckon it's, it's obviously going to be a, a thing that every team goes to, that left edge, because it looks very strong. Um, obviously, sometimes you just can't stop it, but they'll definitely put a big red X over it in terms of um, their game plan. I actually think... That um, I think Kigal will be good. I think Marnie will be good. They're both proven players. I think New Brown will be good off the bench. I actually think the big question mark, and I'm confused as to why they've done this because he's unproven compared to Avarilla. I think Hayes Perham needs to have a big season at fullback. Well, the thing for me is he's a big body, and I was reading an article today. I can't. Remember. I think it was on Sporting News or something. I can't really remember. No, it was on uh, Rugby League Writers. I saw it on Twitter. Um, they're saying they're probably leaning towards Perham because he's a bigger body and he kind of returns the ball with a bit more force. But then I was talking to a, a, a guy who knows someone that works at the Dogs and they were saying that Avril has basically been training a fullback for the entire preseason. That confuses me a lot that maybe Avril is going to play 14 because we did hear that Perham... It looks ba- like he's leading the race. Was he leading the race or had he locked it down? I thought he was leading it and then he locked it down. Yeah, I, I'm Which not I sure. thought for sure meant Avarillo was going into the centres. I think it would be smart to push him into the centres. Like, we did look at Skelton, who could come in, but he's only played six games a cup, right? So he hasn't had that much experience in rugby league. I doubt they would push him straight up in. Alamotti's mm-hmm. been playing league for his whole life. Yep. And I don't know if... um. Perham's played a game at fullback in the NRL. He played, he played wing? A, he played a lot of fullback in uh, New South Wales Cup. New South Wales Cup, okay. But... For the Warriors. I think that's... I think that is actually a major question mark over their team. I think Avarillo would have been a better... Better option. I don't know how Hayes Perham's going to go this year. He could be very good for all I know. But from what I saw at Para, obviously he's not a specialist winger. So yeah. he obviously... He, he wasn't the best on the wing for Para, I'll put it that way. He got caught coming infield quite a lot. I think if he has a big season, they can do a lot of a lot of good things. But I'm just not sure. I think I would have gone Avarillo. Well, the article I was reading showed a lot of ability that he has. He can kick the ball, he can pass, he can run. Like there's, He was, he's he was listed as a halfback for well, Parramatta last year. Yeah, he's very versatile. So maybe that's what Serraldo wants to open up the attack a bit more. But I did really like Avril at fullback. I thought he was starting to build something for once because well, he didn't really shine in the halves. He didn't really shine in the centres, but he, he looked good at fullback. The way I see it is, would you rather Avril at fullback 
and put Perham into the centres where he's never played before or play Perham at fullback where he's played and then play Avarillo in the centres where he's played. I think Avarillo feels more of a hole. I also think Avarillo at centre works well because he's going to have to play there next year if they see him long term because they've obviously got Stephen Crichton coming. Do you reckon that was a factor Yeah. as well? I don't even know if Avarillo is going to be there next year because they've got Bronson Cherry coming in. Is he off contract? I think he's off contract. Yeah, he's off contract. 20, I thought it was 2024. No, it's at the end of this year. At the end of this year. How he's, sure are you? You can fact check me, but I'm I, I, I'm 99.9% sure he's off contract at the end of 2023. But yeah, I mean, look, I can't really judge the decision on getting rid of uh, Avarillo at fullback and play, replacing him with Perham until I say it. In trials. So, until I see it in trials, I can't really make my judgment. But, you know, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I mean, Surround as a coach, he probably knows more than I do. So, you're right. I'm right. Yeah, I thought so. I think you'll have to go because they've got Bronson Cherry coming in as well. Yeah, and they're going to want to bring Alamotti up. Yeah. So. They're obviously going to... I think they want to move Keras into the centers at some point as well. Uh, just... Yeah. I don't know about it, but I think I they will. See, I don't see the point in doing that at all. Because you still need a winger at the end of the day, so who are you going to play on the wing? They're trying to sign Dom Young. Uh, That's stop that, it. That, telling me that tells me that Geraz wants to play another position. The the positive for or me... Or Adokar, but I doubt yeah. it's Adokar. The, the positive for me with the Bulldogs' um, gains and losses is that they've probably lost as much as they gained in terms of quantity, but not quality. I think what they've brought in has really solidified their roster. The, the position battle I do see is for that 14 jumper. Now, there was a lot of talk about Josh Reynolds and Farmanu Brown. And from what I saw from New Brown last year, he was really, really impressive. He came on and scored two tries in his first game back against the Dogs at Leichhardt. And, you know, he, he was really good for the Dogs. And we were even talking about maybe the Tigers could keep him as their 14 when Appy comes in. So, you know, he wanted to go back to the club where he basically started. Um, he went to the Sharks and Dogs, I believe. But he's come back with unfinished business. A really underrated signing that I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about is Andrew Davey. 100% as a Manly fan, I agree. And you know what I would like to see? I would like to see... um, I would like to see the pack of Thompson and Max King with Reed Marnie at nine. And then I would like to see Kikau, Davey and Fatawa Mariner. The only thing is, Davey plays on the same side as Kicker. I think he could make the shift. I think he could too, but it's mainly because he, he's just solid all around. He's not a bad defender. He can play a bit of prop if he has to as well. He started at prop for Manly a few times. I uh, wasn't named there, but you, you know how this shifts his teams around last yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, he runs a very, very good line. That's probably his number one. Number one attribute. Well, he, he got put through holes so often, and he, he's good enough. He, he's fast enough to run and get to the fullback, pass the support guy every time. He's got a good offload on him as well. I have big wraps on Andrew Davey. I know a lot of people don't, but I, I have big wraps on him. And I'm, I'd say Manly's going to miss him a lot. Well, the way I look at it, right, is Fatal Marin is now the captain. So... Switch the lot. You need him in the middle, right? You need him in the middle calling the shots, and I would be playing him through the middle. I don't really like to be the pain guy as a lock, and I don't really... I think Ryan Sutton's more suited to play prop now, so I think I'd rather him at prop too. 
Andrew Davey would be my 12. He'd be on that right edge for me. I'd, I'd say they've been training with him there. I would say I would hope Serrano has been training with him there. Similar to how Papali is going to have to play on the left now, which was confirmed. He's going to have to play on the left because of Bateman coming in to play on the right. So Papali, I think, played on the left. At the start with at, Barra. Because yes. Maddo was on the other side yep. and they brought Lane off the bench. So he can play there. I think they would be smarter to start Andrew Davey rather than bring him off the bench because I'm not sure the impact he have to the bench. I think so too. If you if you can start him, right, then your bench is TPJ, it's Ryan Sutton, Franklin Pele. And I reckon that's a stronger bench than having to bring on a second rower in Andrew Davey, a spe- kind of more of a second rower. I know you said he could yep. play prop. But he can play 80, right? And I'd rather have he that can. than rather using my interchanges on bringing Davey on for Fatal Mariner, who isn't necessarily an 80-minute player. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Pele, Franklin Pele is another guy that I think needs a chance as well. Him with um, Tevita Pangai, and who's the other guy he said? Uh, Ryan Sutton. Wouldn't he start? I don't. Th- I reckon because Max King is in the leadership group. Uh, okay, yep. I think he'll probably start. Yep. That's a very very strong bench. I like that. It. Is a good bench. I think that I like that direction actually. I think this is the first time we've actually spoken about that kind of direction. But because we both kind of assumed Andrew David would just come off the bench. I did only because he played. I think he's better on the left. Uh, no, I think he's better than the other second row options they have. I just had him behind. Kikau and he's a left edge player. That's the only reason yeah. I had Davey on my bench. Yeah. I, I like the option of him playing on that edge, though, on the right edge. I do too. Saves him an interchange too. I think so too. I think the dogs are in for a big year. Big year. Now, whether we see um, Olo Apu this year, I'm a bit undecided. I think maybe we could see him towards the back end of the year if they're not playing finals. I think we could definitely see him. I think so. Um. But yeah, exciting year for Dogs fans. Exciting year for Dogs fans. Look, I think they've made a lot of signings for 2023, but if I'm going to predict where they're finishing, I don't have them in the eight yet. I think Param at fullback, unproven. Flanagan at halfback, unproven. There's, I think they still have a lot of holes to fill. And... They're trying to do that for 2024. They've already got Crichton coming in. Um, there's reports that they've signed Lenu. I think 2024 will be a big year for them, but I think 2023 will just kind of be a bide, bide your time kind of year. Obviously, they'll win some games, but I, I see them around the 10th to 10th to 12, 13. Yeah. Kind of, that, that kind of range. Mm-hmm. I don't see them making the eight this season. No, neither. The Sharks. Now, we've just gone from a team that's basically cleaned out their whole roster to a team that's got one game in Oregon Kafusi, who's my actual breakout player. I think he'll be very impactful off the bench for them. They've lost Aiden Tolman to retirement, Luke Metcalf to the Warriors, Andrew Fafita to retirement, and Lockie Miller to the Knights. So two of them weren't preventable at all. And Miller, uh, Metcalf signed with the Warriors before the season. I don't mind losing Tolman and Fafita if I'm the Sharks. They've yeah. got a good pack and they've, they've got solid depth all around. They've got solid... So I don't mind them losing those type of players. I think Lachlan Miller's now a bigger loss now that Cade Dykes has done his ACL. Oh, I didn't even think about that, you know. They don't have a backup fullback. I didn't think he was a massive loss before that. I think it was a good signing for the Knights, but they had Dykes to fill in at fullback. Metcalf could have filled in at fullback too. Mm, I'm he, not he sure. Has. He has. has he? Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that too, but 
Oh. They might have to... Look, Lachlan Miller, I think that's the reason he's a big loss now. They've got Tracy for centers and wing. The, um, they might have to go like Kale Iro. I think it would be probably Ronaldo. Or Mulatalo switches an Iro Ikevalu to the wing. Because I didn't like Hines at fullback. But yeah, Dyke's my breakout player as well. I'm kind of kind of annoyed about that. But um, yeah, if Kennedy goes down, yeah, who do trouble. they have? They're in trouble. They've got to shift their back five around. And obviously, Mulatalo was great on the wing last year. I think they could be. Uh, I don't think they'll put Hines back there. Yeah, I think they'll I keep him at seven. I, I hope, hope they don't. But what other options do they have? That's it. Like they probably re Ronaldo. I would say they put Ronaldo back there and probably put Ira on the wing. Yeah. Or Tracy on the wing. I'd say that's the best option as well. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But um, obviously, they've gained Orokin Gafusi. You've got big raps on this guy. I'll, I'll let you explain. Well, he's got a motor, right? And he gets through a ton of work in the middle. And I think if they can give him a big opportunity, he can show that he's really a dominant forward in that middle spot. It can kind of vary between lock and prop. But I think he's going to play a lot of prop because someone like Cam McInnes is going to play a lot of uh, prop, uh, lock off the bench for Fanukin. But yeah, I don't really have much to say on the Sharks. I think... You know, this gives them more opportunity now. They don't have to worry about Tolman or Fafita. They can go Hamlin Ueli, Toby Rudolph as the starters, and then Royce Hunt and Kafusi off the bench, T. Wilton off the bench, Cam McInnes at the utility. You reckon? Yeah, with um, Nakora. I just... See, I think T. Wilton right now is better player than Wade Graham, but I don't know how good Wade Graham's production off the bench would be in comparison to T. Wilton who can kind of slot all around the pack. Yeah, Wade, Wade Graham's is a very versatile. He, he can do anything. And he's playing second row. The thing is, he's more of like a um, he he he's more of like a softer kind of forward. I'm not calling him soft. I'm just saying like Teague Wilton's like a big. He's a workhorse, right? Yeah. Wade Graham's and a more. Of, yeah, Wade Graham's more of a mobile, agile forward who likes to operate on the edge, can put a kick in. It's almost like another like what Schuster was for me. Only. Yeah, exactly right. So I think I probably like Wilton's impact on the bench a little bit more, especially especially because they got. Cam McInnes, who can also kind of do the poor playing bit, but he's really tough nose. Like, he's missing teeth and everything, bro. He's a player I want Who's to this? play. Cam McInnes. He's missing teeth? Yeah. Jesus. He's a well, he's a beast, so... Yeah, he'd be my utility this year. He didn't really have that utility spot last year. He was more of a 15-16 kind of guy, but I think the fact that they've they've kind of got rid of those forwards, brought in Oregon Kofusi... I think I think the Sharks are sort. I mean, there's not much more I can really say. They just run it back. They had a great year. They finished second. Why? No, why I think would it's you, a good off season? Yeah. Why would you have to change much? Exactly. I mean, if anything, they have offloaded some extra money that they didn't uh, need. They'll get cap relief for K Dykes, so maybe they go into the market and they sign a solid kind of cut fullback or something like that. Yep. But no, I like their off season. I like it. I see them going into predictions. I see them fifth or sixth. Yeah, that's about me. Now, and I, re- I remember I wrote in a um, in a notes that I sent to you, I said they'll probably take a step back down the ladder, but I think they'll be actually better than what they were last year. Yeah, I think they've done the right thing in the off-season as well. They, they didn't yeah. need to do anything else. They're strong all over the park. I think they just need to kind of mature, I guess, as a team before they kind of push for a, a premiership. I also... I, I said fifth or sixth, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make a top four push either. Yeah, neither. Neither. Um, I was listening to a bloke again, like what I was saying, and Timmy Williams said Matt Moylan had 
the the most try contribution. So away from assists and tries, like the most touches in the builder. Like he had twenty six try contributions. Moylan was class for played his role so well last year, and if he can replicate that and stay on the field, then you know the Sharks one to seven is the same. Their spine's exactly the same. Rudolph and Hamilnyuelli probably start. Would you say I would start both of those two? I would start them. Nakora, Graham, Fanukan. They they got the same same starting team. They've just put Kafusi into the bench for Fafita and Tolman, and I think he'll have a better impact than both of those two. I think so too. So yeah, I'm really. I think the Sharks are in for a really big year. I love I love watching the Sharks play as well. They're just yeah, they're a very entertaining team to watch. They don't score a lot of points, but they're still very entertaining. Exactly. I I 100% agree with you. Now, the team. It's hard. <laughs> we, we, it's hard to rank their off season. Well, we're not even ranking their offseason. It's really just their squad. But the fact that their squad has all been brought over and this is all their first year except for, like, Tafare and JJ Collins, like, it's really hard to say how this squad could do because we don't know if they'll gel yet. We don't... like they did. So the thing about me is the Dolphins didn't get their marquee guy. Bennett... It's good that Bennett has kind of figured out his pack and he's figured out his halves... And he's figuring out his fullback. He's figuring all this out early so we can go into trials and they can start jelly early. But I, lo- I like the Dolphins squad, but they just need that They need that star. And they, they don't have it, unfortunately. I Like you said, I like that he's picked his spine and his forward pack and all that early. I don't know if I agree with it, though. Mm. I Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. I think Katoa should be there. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think Hammer should be in the centers with Tessie New at fullback. I think Tessie New would be a better option for them. I think he's a player that could really break out if given the opportunity. Well, it's similar to the um, Avarillo and Perham situation, really. It's like, would you rather play Tessie New who has more experience at fullback and Hammer who has more experience, has experience at center or play Hammer at fullback who's played fullback before, put... Tessie into the centers who has played center but is more of a specialist fullback. I think Hammer would be a better center. I know he doesn't have as much experience there. Um, he came, played 14, and then came on and played center. Usually they bring Hiku off uh, last season, but I, I just think he'd be a great center. I think he'd be a better center than he would be fullback. That's the, that's the only thing I'm thinking, and I think the opposite for Tessie New. Yeah, no, um, that's what I think. And well. They, Wayne Bennett did say he brought Hammer in to play fullback, so I think that was kind of already settled. We were just waiting for confirmation, but I think, you know, the Dolphins, they've, they've got an aging pack, but I think they kind of need... So they got a young... Experience. they got a young back line, like they've got a young one to seven, and then they got an older pack. So I think that's kind of what they need. You throw Tom Gilbert in there, who's a younger guy, but plays like an old head. You, yep. know, what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, they got... So, what are we saying? We've got Hammer, Edric Lee. I'd probably go New and Tafare. You like Aitken. Oh, I would centers. go Aitken. I think he's better in the centers. I know he can play second row, but I think he's better in the centers than the second row. So, you would go... I'm happy with New and Aitken. I don't like... Because they've got Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich. I don't like Aitken off the bench. That, yeah, neither. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So, Tessie, New, you and Aitken. That's what I'd go with. And then Asako on the wing. Yep, Osaka and then Jukli on the wings. And then they've confirmed Milford and O'Sullivan of the halves, which you would have Katoa, but I I'd think he'll Katoa, end up... but yeah. He'll end up in there anyway, I think. Yep, I think so too. Bromwich, um, Nichols, JMK, Kafusi, Bromwich, Gilbert. Yep. 
it's not a bad team. It's not you know, bad. They just don't have. And I they think, don't have a star. I think this is the opinion. problem everyone has, right? People are saying the Dolphins, their team's so solid. How could they come last? But if you compare them to every other team, that's not the Dragons. No hate. They're not better than any of them. Let's let's look at okay. Let's just look at each team. In the, in like each the team mid, has a star. In the mid-pack. They've all got stars. Okay, let's go from, say... Let's go six, from the Raiders. From the Raiders, from the Raiders. Okay, from, from the Raiders. Raiders one. Yeah. One. Tarpany. Tarpany. Right, Broncos. Hudson Young. Broncos. Uh, Payne Haas. Reynolds. Haas. Carrigan. Farmworth, even. Cobbo. Stags. Right, Dragons. Ben Hunt. Ben, ben, ben Hunt. It's, it's, it's Turbo. Ben Hunt. Manly Turbo. Turbo DCE. DCE Hamole. Yeah. Jake, if they want to Garrick. call them. Yep. Bulldogs, kick out. Marnie. Burton, Adakar. Yep. Titans. Fafita, Tino. I mean, they got Viral's in there now. Brimson. All Origin players. Yeah. Knights, Jacko, Caelan Ponga. Saifedi boys play Origin. Braley. Frizzell's played Origin. Yeah. Warriors, Neokore, AFB. SJ, whose experiences they come. Walker. CNK, Tigers, Appy, Papali'i, Bateman, Clemmer, Dewey's even got some star power about him. Yeah, but, uh, that's the only thing I'm saying. That's yeah. They, they, they do. They've got a very very solid team. Yeah, I can't put it past them. They've filled every position quite well. Hey, and maybe the Wayne Bennett factor does come in here. And you know what? If they didn't have Wayne Bennett in there, I wouldn't be umming and umming and ahhing about how high or low they do come. But I, he's just an awesome coach and. For me, what the Dolphins have to do this year is they give it five rounds. You give it five or six rounds, right? Maybe more, maybe five to ten, five to ten rounds. You kind of gauge where you're at, and then you start bringing in your Tafares, you start bringing in your younger boys to play bigger roles. So then you can develop for next season and then build those kind of combinations going into the future. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Another interesting thing is they've still only spent 75% of their cap mm. they need to spend 95% it's a rugby league NRL rule it's been like that for quite a while um, I think Wayne Bennett will have to be looking to the Super League because there's no guy that they're going to sign that's going to take up 20% of their cap that's off contract for next season well, everything's we, already sorted we spoke about Morgan Knowles didn't we coming over he was ranked as like the 5th best player in the Super League and he's a lock mm-hmm. and he comes in right and you think Kenny Bromwich and Kafusi are up there at age, right? So if they kind of take a step back this year, you slot Tommy Gilbert back in the second row, bring Knowles back into third end, I reckon you're looking a bit more solid than you are now. And that's, yeah. that's not knocking Bromwich or Kafusi. It's like you got a bit younger in your pack. you still got your two old heads to lead from the front in Nichols and Bromwich. And obviously being the England coach, he's got some kind of influence yeah. in the Super League. Yeah. Do we see Dom Young come over? Possibly for next season. I would. I think that could come out of nowhere. I think they could offer him big money too, because obviously they still got to spend their money, right? I think so. I, I think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I know there's been no rumors around it, but Bennett's connection with the England players. I think we. I'm surprised they didn't get John Bateman. Me but, too. Well, they had their pack sorted already, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's just like who are they? They need to spend twenty a fifth of their cap still. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, it's going to have to be some kind of star. And I think there's no there's nothing left for 2023 in the NRL. It'll be I don't know what to do. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dolphins. I think maybe, um, maybe some um English uh 
like a youngster up and coming that wants to play under Wayne Bennett, um, can come over to the Dolphins, be coached by him the whole time, and then maybe with the hopes getting picked for the England squad in the future. Yeah. yeah. But it's an interesting thing. Like, what are they going to do? Predictions, Dolphins. Dolphins. Now that we've spoken about it, I'm probably leaning for... I think they can finish as high as about 13th to 7th to last. Me too. I don't think there is any way that they push for the 8 this season. They the, the only way I can see is, right, they have an, they have X factors in Tessie New, in Hammer. Sarko can be that guy. Sarko well. can be an X factor if they get the if they get Milford back to... Qatar if he plays. They got X factors, right? And then you got... Two very high IQ players in Marshall King and Sean O'Sullivan in the rest of that spine to kind of guide them around, right? So if all of that manages to click and their forwards can roll forward, the only concern is the age of their forwards and whether they'll get dominated by these big, young, mobile forwards like your Payne Haas and your Flegler from the same club, your Carrigan, right? So when they come up against the Broncos and those teams kind of like that, how will they go? You know what I'm saying? So. Yep. That's my only concern with the Dolphins, but I can see a world where it all clicks and they do fly high under Wayne Bennett and we do see these guys come out of nowhere and just start, start not necessarily world beaters, but finals contenders. I can see that world, but I think realistically, I, yeah. I don't think they'll make a push. This, this, this year is kind of a write-off already, I think, and it's a year they should just start to develop their Katoas and their Tafares and their JJ Collins and they should start... Focusing on getting these guys and the hammers, obviously. We don't need to talk about them. They're already first grade footballers, right? Yep. They should start developing these guys into the future of the Dolphins rather than just trying to win now. Because that's what Bromwich is there for, I reckon. I reckon they've brought in these experienced guys to mentor the young guys. Yep. 100%. I agree with up. you there. Yeah. And um, I've got a couple of decent juniors in there as well that they can bring through maybe for next season. I think this year... Because it's kind of a write-off already. I think if they avoid the spoon, they'll be happy. Yeah. I think they'll be happy with their progress. If they can win yeah. a few games, maybe like three, four games, they'll be happy with that season for their first year. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad season at all. Neither do I. Titans, the other Queensland team. onto the Titans now. They have gained Kieran Foran from Manly, Sam Verrills from the Roosters, Joe Stimson from the Bulldogs, was it? Bulldogs. Yep. Bulldogs. Um, Aaron Shot from the Bulldogs, Chris Randall from the Knights, and Tremaine Spry. I thought they just re-signed him. Maybe he's promoted or... Mm, I'm not sure because it definitely was listed in their games, Tremaine uh, Spry. I, I, think they, I think they just re-signed him, but they're saying maybe he was off contract and they got him back. Maybe that's what they were saying. Yeah, He's fair like enough. a free agent. Anyway, yeah. that's a good list of gains. And before we go into the losses, I just want to say I like their gains a lot. And we'll talk about this in a minute. But I like their gains a lot because they, they fill the exact need of the team. Exactly. And that's um, what they should have gone out and done and not just splash stupid money on, you know, names. They should have exactly. filled the gaps that they needed. But uh, you talk about the losses. I think they've let some contracts go as well. Corey Thompson, uh, Greg uh, Greg Marzi. Where did Corey Thompson go? Retired. Retired. Greg Marzi to the Knights. Jermaine Asako and Jared Wallace to the Dolphins. SASA, I think, as well, to the Dolphins. And Lissone. Super League. Super League. Hey, I mean, if you, if you I don't look think at it, massive losses. Look at it at a face value. All right. Kieran Foran's on 250 to 300. Sam Verrill's, I don't think, would be on that much. Maybe about 400. Aaron Shop, not on that much. Probably, yeah. 
250, 300 range. Very good value. Stimson be on like 150, 200. Chris Randall, again, probably be 150, 200. And Tremaine Spire's only young, so yeah, probably 200 maybe. That's, that is great business from the Titans. And I know people will probably say they needed some star power. But you got people like Tino, you got Fafita, I think Furmore kind of, you know, he 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 molded into his own last year. He he stepped into that next phase of okay, now I'm actually a starting back rower and I'm in origin contention. They got AJ Brimson who's gonna be playing his main role at fullback and he's gonna be comfortable there. He had to go back there. He wasn't very good at six. And I think Verrills, I mean, he's gonna be awesome this year. I think the way they have recruited is very smart rather than what the Titans have done in the past and just chased names. Well, they've they've replaced the depth that they lost. Uh, obviously, they lose Marzu, but they're trying to get their young guns in. They've got... Um, Khan Pereira. Khan Pereira and Jojo Fafita, who look like absolute beasts. Um, Esako was kind of just another winger depth. Um, I like the signing of Kieran Foran. I think he should play... He played on the left side for Manly. But he's played a lot of right side in his career, and I think he should move there because Fafita's on that right side as well. And Foreign gives very, very early ball and is a quality kind of playmaker. Look at how good Hamole was when DCA was out for Origin, Schuster was on the left side. Foreign was giving Hamole early ball and he dominated. Yeah. And that, I think I had Hamole as the second best second row in the game during that period. Yeah. He's very good. And, and then he kind of dropped off a little bit because DCE holds on to the ball more than uh, Foran does. And I think that, that could really unlock David Fafita as well. The way I see it, right, is you've got Verils, who's probably got, what, one or two best service in the league, I reckon, maybe just behind Reed Marnie. Um, he's going to move the ball quick off that ground. Foran's going to get an early ball to Fafita. That's a very quick play the ball off the ground for and Fafita, right? So yep. you can catch a lot of teams out with that. And I think having having an older veteran inside Fafita is going to be able to hold him accountable and really get him switched on rather than, you know, Fafita think, oh, I'm bigger than Tanner Boyd. I'm bigger than Paul Turner. I'm bigger than Toby Sexton. This, I don't this, have to listen This is to if they do move forward to that right side, yeah. which I think they should. I, I like it. I like it. And they've got their they've got their um spine sorted out. Brimson fullback good. quality, foreign quality. Um, Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd showed glimpses last year as well. That yeah, could be really it really good. just depends on how Tanner Boyd does because I think Verrills would be very good with, especially with a bigger role. He kind of just kind of became a role player. The Roosters did what he could. But he just to did give what him he the ne- best chance of winning. Yeah, he just did what he needed to do to win games, right? And I think he knows, and he's probably excited to step into a bigger role at the Titans. And I think he'll probably take that on with two hands. He really grasps that, grasps that opportunity. He's and a very, very confident it. player as well. He'll kill it. The, he'll kill it. There was times straight after Roosters signed Brandon Smith, people asked him, like, are you, like, what happens with you now? Do you play 14? Do you leave the club? And he go, he, he literally went, I think I can challenge for the nine jersey at Roosters. A lot of people laughed at him too, but I laughed awesome. at him. He was awesome last year. He did, and then and then he proved me. I mean, he didn't prove me wrong. I still think I'd start Brandon Smith over Sam Verrills, but he played a lot better than I was expecting him to. I think he's going to be. He's the biggest gain for the Titans here. I like Aaron Shop too. I really like Aaron Shop. A lot of people aren't that high on him, but I think he's he'll probably be that left edge center, and I think he'll probably lock that down. I I'm not sure. 
And the thing I like about Verrills coming in is that means they can move Aaron Clark back to 13, where he was awesome. Tino's now your front rower. You probably got Mo Fodawaker as well as your starting front rower. Yeah, I got Tino and Mo. Yeah. And then you got, you know, this is the thing, right? And this is why I really like the Titans squad as a whole right now, not just their recruitment, their squad, because everyone has their defined role now. And they were in a similar problem to a lot of the bottom teams where they would just try to shift everything around to try and make make everything work better but that's not always that's not always a solution if anything it made it worse Aaron Clark should never have been starting at 9 never I agree with you 100% he, he played very well at lock he's can ball play he's not a small body by any means no, he's a big boy I think he'll be good for them at 13 as well um Back to your shop saying, I think it's more of a depth move. I think he could start, but they've already got, they've got the likes of Sami, they've got Brian Kelly, who I think are decent centers. I think shop is in the same boat as them, so I don't know how much he improves them, but um, I think he's just kind of they've now got three centers they can pick for. Well, I think he's got he's got a big a big chance to showcase himself in the first couple of rounds because Kelly's suspended and Herbert's injured, so he's going to be there. He will be starting at center, next to probably Sami on the other edge, and then I think it has to Fafita, be Sami because they've confirmed Cam Pereira and Fafita on the yeah. wings. So no, I really like it for the times. I think Shop he's probably got a bit of a chip on his shoulder now that the dogs have low key forced him out to start Avarillo and Al- Alamodi, a eighteen year old. Um, I think he'll be really looking to prove a point. I also like the pickup of Chris Randall. That's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Um, and the thing the Titans have struggled with at nine is depth. And I think, I don't necessarily, well, he won't be 14 because Jaden Campbell Jayden will Campbell. be. But in the case that um, Sam Verrills does get hurt, which I hope he doesn't, but in the case he does get injured or suspended or whatever happens, they don't have to move Aaron Clark to nine. Yeah. They can just bring Randall in. Exactly, because then they'd move Tano to... Exactly. Tano to Locke, and then they'd bring another prop in. So probably Isaac Liu. It's very smart squad movement from the Titans. Very, very smart squad movement. I think it all comes down to Holbrook now, because he, he, he has no reason now to shift everyone out of position and to shift Tino to Locke and shift Fafita into the middle and make all these movements. Like Everyone has their defined role now, and they all have a defined replacement now. I agree with you. It's very that they addressed what they needed to address, yeah, and that's what I like about their offseason. They're I heading really like it, heading in the right direction. So, in the case that everyone's back, Brimo, you got the spine right. Brimo, Foz, Tanner Boyd, Verrills. Then you got. I'm, depending on how Cam Pereira goes in the first couple of weeks, I'm I'm I may be considering moving Sami back onto the wing, once they're fully healthy. I think Sami's one of those players that. I think he's got a lot of talent. I was very high on him a season or two ago. But they keep shifting him from fullback to wing to center. They're not picking a position for him. I think that's stunting his growth a little bit, like we say with a lot of players. Yeah. I think they need to pick a position and they need to stick with it. And I think if it's going to be one, it'll be center. Because I think Carm Pereira and Jojo Fafita are their two young guns that they're trying to bring through. And I don't think they can guarantee that you're going to be on the wing the whole time. Well, the the thing for me is, right... You, they've switched Sami's edge too many times. They've done that as well. So, I think his left, left is his better edge. Yeah. So, I mean, Jojo Fafita can play on the right, can't he? He did play a bit on the right last year. Jojo Fafita's a right winger. Yeah. So, I think... I think... Oh! No, I think he... But I think he switched I think he is times. a right, but they played him on the left. Yeah. So, maybe... 
what I would do is I would go. This this is what I would do, right? Yep. I will. It's hard because shops are le- shops are left center. So how do you work this out? Kelly's a left center as well. Mm. And Herbert's a right center. But I, Sami's a left side player. How how are they going to do this? I think what, what, they're going to have to switch one of them, and I think if it's going to be anyone, it should be Sami because he's been shifted around a lot, and the other two have kind of really only played left. Yeah. Do you know if Camperera is a left winger or a right winger? Not too sure. So, in the case he's a right winger, you probably play Sami at right center, Jojo Fafita on the left edge, and then I would say once Herbert and Kelly come back, you probably maybe... Well, it depends how it goes. It depends how it goes, because if Camperera impresses and you keep him there... There's a lot they can do with the back five. They just need to make sure they don't shift it around constantly all yeah. season. Yeah. Well, I that's what I agree with. I'm just saying, like, you probably have to make a few decisions on, you know, who's the backup center and who's the starting center and whether Camperera's first great, great quality or whether he probably needs a bit more time in the lower grades. So... But I'm really... I, I think the Titans squad has a lot of X-Factor to it. they got Brimo, they got Campbell, they got uh, Ferrells, they got Cam Pereira, they got Fafita, they got the other Fafita, they got Bofomo, they got Tino. Like, they got a lot of X-Factor in this team. It's whether they can just all click and put it together, and that's down to Holbrook. Yep, 100% agree with you there. I, I think if they struggle this season, Holbrook will be gone. I don't even think this season. I think the first couple of weeks... His head's been on the chopping block for almost 18... Yeah, almost 18 months. Yeah. So, yeah, he would be oh, probably on the out if they failed to... Because they got the Tigers. they got a few, like, winnable games, right? We don't know how the Tigers are going to play. We don't know how the Titans are going to play. There's coaches out there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They could get Warren, I guess, if Des wants to link with Warren. Yeah. Flanagan's still there. Uh, the Walker boys are still looking for a gig as well. Yep. So right. there's options. So I think Holbrook's got his squad. He's offloaded a lot of Ash Taylors. He's offloaded a lot of players who weren't there when it was when Cartwright was there that they were signed. So he's got his squad. He's got his squad. He's got Clark, Furmore, Fafita, Tino, Fodawaka as his pack. He's got Verrills as his nine. He's got Tanner Boyd and Foreign. Foreign, he's signed. So he's signed Fafita, Foreign. He's He's he debuted Furmore. He um debuted Jojo Fafita. So he's got his squad, right? He's got his squad now. He doesn't have an excuse. They they should they should work together. I'm I'm I if we're talking ladder range, um I'm probably saying maybe eleventh to fourteenth for Titans. I think so too. I can see a world where it all clicks and they make the eight, a bit like the yeah. Dolphins, but yeah. I, I think more of a chance that they can do it than the Dolphins just because I really like the direction they've gone in but I think you're right yeah I think 11th to kind of 14th is there I think they'd be happy with that this season now they've got a better squad than when they made the 8 two years ago yeah yeah teams are just getting so strong yeah well the Titans have a lot of star power which is something that's really working for them and I think if it all does click, your stars are going to thrive, right? Yep. So your Fafita is going to be... David Fafita will be more involved. Tino will be leading from the front. Or, uh, Verils will be smart out of dummy half. That means Brimo's got more space to operate in because of foreign. I, I, it's a very exciting... It's an exciting year for Titans fans in terms of how their team is going to play. 
I think so too. Maybe not finals potential, but in terms of watching their team, I think the Titans will be competitive and they'll be they'll score a bunch of points. I think so too. They're very they, they look like a very attack heavy team as well. Yeah. Speaking of attack heavy, Jesus. One team, I'm 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 not gonna start with the Turbo Jokes, the Manly Sea Eagles. Now it it was, uh, did Turbo say he's back for round one? Easily, I think he'll play some of the trials as well. Okay, so that's great. So we could basically put him under a gain, but again, Manly's not really a team that that recruited a lot. They gained Cooper Johns from Melbourne. They gained uh, Kelma Tuolagi from the Tigers. Uh, ben Condom from the Cowboys. Nathaniel Roach from where? from Para. He from Para? I think he got injured a few times. He was yeah. one of the. He was he was like an up and coming star, and then he got injured a few times. And now we're just kind of giving him a second chance. I think he's on a training trial though. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony Seabold as the new head coach. All just depth moves, in my opinion. Apart from Kelma, who might start because well, we've obviously lost Andrew Davy. Yeah. I think they're just depth moves. Cooper Johns. See. I would say he's just a depth move as well, but now that we've got a new coach, he could start at 14. He, oh, not start at 14. He could come off the bench at 14. Yeah. Because Seabold's obviously going to pick differently to what Des does. I got very used to how Des was picking it and who was locked in and who wasn't. So I could see Johns being 14. I could see Condon in the 17 as well. Another up-and-coming player that... Um, was back for Queensland in his junior days. I think he's still young, but... Had a few injuries as well, so couldn't crack the Cowboys team. So I'm not sure how I feel about our off season. We've let let a little bit go, but um, I'm still excited to see how we do. Yeah, no. So you've lost four and Walker to Power and Davy. Now all pretty core players in that 17, even starting 13 at a lot of points. I don't mind Foran because. We've got young Josh Schuster there, and yep. I, I think he'll be good. I know he wasn't great last year. I think he'll be amazing at six. To Powell, I'm not worried about. That we that, that, That's good cap space there that we gain. Um, Davey, I'm a bit iffy about, especially seeing as we're replacing with Kelma. Two different kind of players. I'm not sure how it'll work with Hamola on one side and Kelma on the other. Um, and Dylan Walker is the main loss for me. He used to come on at, um, come on in the middle. Jake would shift to prop. And he used to just tear up against um, tied forwards, play almost like a fourth half because Jake was basically playing our third half and we, we would just pile on points. I, I think that year that um, we made the semifinals and Turbo had his daily M year, I think we were the top scoring points team by a mile because every, every team we played below us, we'd put 40 on. Yeah. No, you're right. I think... Personally, I think, yeah, your losses probably outweigh your gains. Agree. Even significantly, maybe. Um, Kelma's still young. I mean, if Seabold can really pursue him and pursue the way he plays, I think on that edge with Schuster, they, they have a lot of X factor. I'm not necessarily necessarily sure defensively how good that edge is going to be, but Kelma's got a bit of about a bit about him. He didn't have the greatest year last year for the Tigers, but I think in the new system, it will really help him. Um, the, the one thing Manly has, well, the main thing that they've struggled with in the last few years is edge defense. Yeah. And now that Garrick's moving to the centers, I think that leaves Brad Parker out, so I think it's gotten even worse because Brad Parker, I think, is one of the best 
defensive centers in the NRL. Yeah, he's very good defensively. And maybe that's why I was leaning more towards starting Condon, because I think he's a little bit of a more solid defender than Tuolangi, but... I wouldn't start Kelmer either. I think... I think when, when I would I was, lean towards starting Carl Lawton. Yeah, yes. I love that move. When, when I was first... Um, watching Kelma debut for the Tigers. He was awesome. He came on against the Cowboys. Remember that came first on against game the against Melbourne last year as well? Yeah, he was ripping in, bro. That's what I'm saying. So, he's definitely got upside. It's just whether they can get him the early ball that he needs and can get him in a position to hit holes because he's a great line runner. It's just he's, he's, his edge defense is just questionable for me because they did struggle last year. And look, the Tigers' edges last year obviously weren't good, so I don't think you're ever going to look good on that on that kind of edge, but yeah, my move would to be bringing bringing him off the bench to start the year with Carl Lawton, just because you know that he he's a good defender and he's tough. Yep. That would be my move. And then you got Hamole on the other side, who's your X Factor second rower. I like having that contrast. So, I mean, maybe that maybe that's the way you move. I think that's probably the way to go. But I I can I probably see Kelma probably is starting. Yeah, I think that'll be what mainly do I. Personally, wouldn't do it myself. The thing I'm excited about the most is there's so many unknowns. Mm. And if it all clicks, and if this rehab thing that Turbo's going to in America really works, if he's there the whole season, praying he is, I don't think we miss the eight. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but I think Manly has something ridiculous, like a 78% win record with Turbo on the team. And last year, I had us easily in the top four before the season started and then everything yeah. kind of went pear-shaped turbo got hurt was still in the eight after turbo got hurt until the whole jersey saga happened i think it put a bit of a damper on the team but i liked a lot I, I like schuster going to six yeah i like turbo obviously coming back at fullback um garrick's gonna have his hands on the ball more just depends how it all how it all works how they kind of because they'll have a different play style this year yeah, it, it, it de- how they're going to put it together, and that that's a lot to do with with Seabold, right? So yep. I think you know when you're talking about twenty one to twenty two, kind of predict predicting where you guys are going to finish. You're playing the same play style, so you know how they're yep. going to come out and play. We have no clue how Manly's going to come out and play this year. No, clue. I agree with you. No, they could be super attacking, or they could be super defensive, or they could be. I hope they're not defensive because they won't go neither. well. Like we we don't know, and the only issue I have with Manly's squad is I could uh, their their pack can get dominated, their pack can get dominated. So yeah, I mean it really depends how guys like because we've got massive massive props. It depends how guys like Paseca and Alloy or Alloy is not massive, but you know what I mean. It depends how they come out and play. I think if they're good as uh, like their props. Um, Hamole and Jake are good enough in the second row lock department to not kind of get dominated. I think they'll play very shifty football. I don't think they'll be go up the middle because um, they've got a lot of attack dominant players on the edges. Garrick, Turbo will be over there. Uh, Schuster, uh, DCA is good in attack. Cooler will want to get his hands on the ball. Uh, Saab when he comes back I, I think they'll be a very shift side to side team instead of go straight up the middle yeah um, the one thing I'm I'm not too sure about this Manly squad is kind of their outside back depth because you've got Saab out now 
And then Garrick is pretty adamant that he wants to play center. And I did read the other day that he was saying, you know, I have to play myself into that position. But I think Seabold's probably going to be more lenient to just start him there. Just anyway. I... I, I don't like that if one person goes down, again, the same thing. If one person goes down, your whole back five has to switch around. I don't think it has to, but I think they will. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because if a winger goes down, well, when Saab's back, our, our depth will be Tupulu to Ray Vega. Yeah. Garrett can shift there if he has to. Yeah, I think Brad Ra- Parker's there. He can go straight into the centers. You got Morgan Harper, who's not not the greatest center, but he, he can do it for a game or so if something happens. I think Ray Vega might lock down that starting spot. I hope he does. I hope Ray Vega locks down might. the starting spot, and I hope Saab comes back in on on the right edge where he dominated. Yeah. It's it's gonna be an interesting year for Manly. the The thing is, you guys, who's your backup six? It'll be Cooper Johns. I mean, it's not bad, but who was our backup six? Oh, Schuster was our backup six. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So who's your backup seven? Johns again. Johns as well. So, so John or, or Ko, but yeah, it's not Latu that, maybe once he turns eighteen halfway that, through the season. That was also gonna be my point. If I was Seabold. And in the case that Turbo does miss round one, Ko Weeks is my starting fullback. Ko, I'm starting him because I don't. I want to set this two to five. I want to set it in yep. stone, so I know that if Saab come Saab come, comes back, I know where he's slotting in, and I yep. want I want to set that because we know Turbo is the one, right? I want I want Garrick to be comfortable at center. I want Cooler uh, to be comfortable at center. I want. Ray Vega and Tupaludu to become comfortable on the wing. Tupaludu, sorry. I know Turbo's my one. So I want to sort out these outside backs so I don't have to do all that adjusting again. That would be my plan as Seabold. Yep, exactly. I, I don't think... I, I think you have to get it sorted out straight away. Yeah. I don't think there's any time, especially for the midfield teams, to be mucking around with their lineups because it, it's a tight tight mid mid pack and if you lose a few games that maybe you shouldn't because you're switching players around trying to get combinations back then you, you're going to be punished for it yeah especially so, when you've got to draw as hard as Manly's is this season so my final question for you about this squad is right you have a lot of second rows who are on about the same tier yep who do you Alie will start Alie will start at 8 who do you start at 10? I saw NRL said Kepi. In my opinion, it should be Paseca. I think Paseca is the... Well, it's going to be between Sipley, Kepi, and Paseca. I mean, Paseca's the best prop there, easily, but it depends. I think I'd go Sipley. Yeah. Ooh. Just because he started at prop Ooh. most of last year. Yeah. And I think Paseca has a good good impact off the bench. Yeah, well, I think he's a better impact player off the bench than Kepi would be. It also protects him from injury too, which he did struggle with over the last couple of years. Yep. So, but I think Paseca is the best prop there. So if we're going all out, Paseca starts. So how do you operate? How are you going to operate your bench? Because you don't have that aspect where Jake can move to prop anymore. He's probably going to have to play close to eighty minutes at lock. I I go I I think well if it, see it's not Seabold I was gonna say we just mold our next fourteen whether it be Cooper Johns whatever yeah. to play that ball playing lock so Jake could move but I, I said Lawton start at second row before but that leaves us 
without a great 14. Yeah. I would have Lawton 14 as well. So, it, it's really... It's a tough one. It is a tough one. It's a tough one. one. The bench will definitely be... Kepi, Sipley, Paseca, two of them. One of them will start, two of them will be on the bench. And then the next one's probably going to be um, either Kelma or uh, Condon, depending on who starts. So would so would you run Cooper Johns as a utility or Kate? Would you run a utility or would you just run a full prop, a full full forward bench? I would run a utility. I'd have Cooper Johns. Just because I, okay. I, I know I had okay. Carl Orton as my 14 the other time. Yeah. And um, unless I think you need a utility in today's game, I think Cooper Johns, if we're going to use him how I want to use him, he would have to do the four nine. Kawik's too small to do that. Yeah, no, hundred percent, I agree with you. I but agree. unless unless Lawton switch shifts to lock through the game because he can kind of ball play, he's got a decent running game, he's not a bad defender, and then we bring on a Kelmer or a Condon. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I don't know how they're going to fill that Dylan Walker hole. There's another team that needs to fill a lot of holes. But before we move on to them, Manly, where you got them? What range? What range are you giving them? Five to sixteen. Oh, far out. I'm going to say, okay, with Turbo. Yeah. With, if Turbo's healthy the whole season, 5 to 10. If yep. he's not, 10 to 16. Okay. I'm going to say 7 to 13. Okay. And that's with Turbo healthy the with whole Turbo year. With Turbo healthy? Okay. The whole year. Without him, it could, could go pear-shaped. Garrick yeah. will switch the full... It'll be Garrick and Parker that play... Parker will go to center, Garrick will go to fullback if Turbo's yeah. out. Okay. I would like to see KO at fullback. Oh, I don't know. I would like to see it too, to be honest. But I'm not sure that's what will happen. I think Garrick would definitely have to... He'll, he'll have, he was good at fullback last year. I think he'll have to go there if Turbo's injured. Yeah. Well, I like that range though. I like that range. I think it's fair enough. Now, this team is expecting to underperform and that's the Melbourne Storm who have gained... Ellie Katoa from the Warriors, Tarek Sims from the Dragons, Joe Chan from... Where'd he come from? Some lower grade side, wasn't it? Super League. Super League. And uh, Aaron Penne has returned from the Warriors as well. Before we get into the losses, I think a lot of people are actually underestimating the Storm this year and the fact that their depth is insane. And I don't, I don't even think they have that much to worry about, to be honest. They've definitely lost more than they've gained. And we'll go through the losses in a second, but... They're not bad pickups what they've got. Tarek Sims, workhorse. Um, Katoa is a good young prospect who they can kind of build around the team they've got right now. Um, but their back line is incredible and their forward depth is good. Yeah, well, as you said, Sims, he gets through a ton of work, right? And he, I think he's a perfect Melbourne molded player. Is Joe Chan kind of young? He is, yes. Yeah, so uh, that's another kind of project, and Aaron Payne knows the system, right? So they're bringing in players who I think suit the Melbourne style of footy. Um, I like the look of Eli Katoa in this Melbourne system. I think I can really unlock a lot of parts in his game, and the fact, you know, I think on the Warriors, they were kind of looking at him as a bit of an underwhelming defender on that edge. I think, you know, the people outside of him, if he's on the left side, like I think he will be, on Olam's edge... 
Um, oh, actually, maybe. He'll be on the left side. You reckon? You reckon Sims will play on the right? I reckon Sims might play 12, and that was Kenny, Kenny Bromwich left edge. Yeah. Well, in the case Katara is on the right side, I think he's still got... I would, I, if I'm Bellamy, I would put him on the left edge because I'm pretty comfortable with Olam defending on the outside of him because he's a good reader and he's a good hitter. I'm not so confident about him on the edge defensively with no. Remus Smith. But I like I like to pick up, and I don't think he would have been much either. I think people are severely underestimating. Like They obviously lost a lot of pack players, but they've still got King at lock. They get Welsh back to start at prop with Nelson, with Karma Kamitha off the bench. They've still got um, quality guys like um, Eisenhuth, who, I mean, he's not anything special, but he gets to his work, very consistent. Yeah. His good games and his bad games are very close together. And he's a favourite for Bellamy. Because you is. saw any time during origin period or any time they need a second row, Tom Eisenhuth was the first guy put in. Even, even if they needed a centre, they would play. Tom, yep. Tom Eisenhuth. I think they've got their other wing position sorted. I think... Um, oh, actually, no, I don't think they do. I think Manny will be 14. Yeah. Uh, I think Remus Smith... They get Remus Smith back. He was injured all last season. They get Pappenhausen back. At some point. Probably not round one, but... It, it'll be, er, like, early-ish in the season. Yeah, probably 5-6. Yeah, I, I think around then as yep. well. It's a good team. And yeah, if, if, they, good if team. they wanted to put Manny on the wing and Remus Smith center, I actually like Jack Holworth. In the centres, what we were talking about the other day. Yeah. I really liked that with Remus Smith on the wing. Um, but their team is still so stacked. I don't know why people are predicting their downfall this year. Well, for me, um, Coates can play either edge. He can play left or right. So, personally, I would go with Holworth in the centres because I know he plays on the right edge as a second rower, but he's very big and mo- mobile. He, he played a lot more centre other than second row yeah. in Union as well. Yeah. So, so I think centres are much... I thought um, he was kind of a second row and centre yeah. early on when I was looking at him, but he definitely played a lot more centre And the more that I look into him. At the Dogs, before Remus Smith moved over to Melbourne, he played on the right wing. Yep. So he's comfortable playing that position. I think, as I said, Coates can play either edge on the wing. I'm I'm happy with him playing because he can finish with both hands. He's fine, right? So I'm happy playing him on either edge. Outside Olam, you're going to be sweet. I like the move of Holworth to center a lot, especially why Pappy's out. Me too. I, I, I don't know if they're going to necessarily do that. they got to fit him in somewhere. He's on 500k. I think they do too. And I think he should be starting at centre next year with Ramos on the wing. But knowing Bellamy, I'll probably go Ramos center with, I don't know, like a George Jennings or something on the wing. He always he always finds someone for yeah. that other wing. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see Holworth play. I want to see Holworth play as well. And he will in trials. And hopefully he can lock it down, lock that position down in trials. Yeah. He's on a lot of money for someone who's never played a first-grade game before. So, this Storm clearly believe in him. I think he just needs a shot. I don't know about his impact off the bench. Maybe he'd be good coming on as a 13, pretty quick around the middle of the ruck. I would be starting him at centre. That's my personal opinion. Me too. That's my too. So, are we both saying premiership contenders top oh, four? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We agree on that. A lot of people won't agree on us with that, but... Something Tom and I agree on massively. Storm will not drop off. No, no way. They've got the best one in the comp when Pappy gets back. 
you look at their four pack, Nelson and Welch are both probably Sims top ten gets forwards. Work. Yep. Sims is a perfect Melbourne player. Well, Welch was the Australian yeah. prop yeah. before he went down. Sims is probably Harry Grant. The most Melbourne player I've ever seen. He just defends, 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 and he's a grinded out player. Eli yep. Toa offers some X Factor in that second row, whether they start with him or Eisenhuth is up to Bellamy. Yep. Josh King. Just Kamika a workhorse again. Come and Kamika off the bench. They're too strong to miss out on the four. Mate, I really like how this squad's been put together because I feel like everything that a player lacks, another player makes up for. Like, Agreed. I just, I really, really like the way this squad's been put together. I think people are underrating it. A lot, of, a lot because the players that they've got rid of in Bromwich, the Bromwich boys, Brandon Smith, Kafusi, would have been on a lot of money. Right, um, and the players that they've gained are probably on significantly less contracts, which means they've got more cap space to operate with. Um, and even if they do, for twenty twenty four, need to fill some holes, they could still work around the money. It means they can still extend people that they need to extend. I really like the squad that the Storm put together this year. I think any team with that spine is just not going to finish any lower than fourth. Couldn't agree more. I don't have anything to add. You summed it all up. I'm not. So, so wonderful. Wonderful is wonderful. exactly where I'm placing them. And people will probably say, you know, they finished fifth last year, but they missed Pappy a lot of time. Hughes missed a bit of time. Grant and Brandon Smith. was out the whole season. Walsh yeah. was out the whole season. And a lot of injuries. And a lot of injuries. We'll go there. All right. Let's move on. Final final team of the episode. Uh, I believe it is. I believe it is. Let me have a look. We said we'd do nine. Broncos one, Raiders two, Bulldogs three, Sharks four, hang on, Dolphins five. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. This is the last team episode because I, I put that in there. Yep. All right. The we're, Newcastle Knights. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Newcastle Knights on Strictly Footy. Yeah. It's because they've had an entertaining offseason. They're a very polarizing team. Because a lot of people are predicting them to do very well. A lot of people are putting them still down the bottom of the ladder. Which way are let's you talk, going? Let's talk about their gains. Adam Elliott, who we spoke so highly of earlier in the episode, coming from Canberra. Jack Hetherington from the Bulldogs can play proper second row. Gamble uh, from the Brisbane Broncos. Jackson Hastings, obviously in that swap with Clemmer uh, from the Tigers. Uh, Greg Marzu from Titans and Lockie Miller from the Sharks. You know what I like that the Knights did this offseason? That I feel like has been a common theme around all these kind of bottom teams is they filled their holes. They filled their holes that they needed to fill. Lockie Miller, I think, even though KP is probably the... It, well, not probably, is the better fullback. I I think I prefer KP at this point in time as a six because you've seen a lot of people shift like Munster, like White, and all these people early in their career shift down to six and it works wonders for them, right? I think... Being that six takes a lot of pressure off KP. Having someone outside him like Jackson Hastings takes a lot of pressure off him as well. And Lockie Miller is just X Factor. If he can, if he turns it on, he turns it on. The Knights are gonna win games. Um, and they've added a lot of mongrel. Like they did lose Clemmer, right? And I'll go through their losses in a sec. They lost Clemmer, but Hetherington is an absolute firehead on the field. Like he he is ready to go at any time. Gamble is a bit like that too. He's a bit of a pest on the field as well. And Marju's a big boy on that wing. And I, I, I think I like 
Dom Young and Marju as their wingers too. I think I do too. And um, obviously Jackson Hastings filling that seven role that they've missed since Pierce. I think it's good that this is the season when they've got Hastings at the moving point and a six. Experienced seven on the outside that can just game manage while Ponga does his thing. Um, the one thing I'll say about Hetherington... Oh, sorry. I'll go to Alamelli at first because they've needed a um, ball-playing lock for quite a while. You saw what he did with the Raiders... Jack Hetherington, I like him better as a prop, but I think they're going to use him as a second role. Well, my whole idea was bringing him off the bench as you can... I think you bring him off the bench Bringing too. him to fill in any hole that you need him to fill in. Yep. Gamble, obviously, depth for halves. I know you think he's going to start 14. I think it'd be Kurt Mann. I'm not sure. Mann has the kind of mould to just be a come on and play 13. You're like, you're the 17 kind yeah. of... Yeah. Kind of build, but um, I can see I can see what you said happening as well, and obviously Marju on the wing, great signing. Um, before we move to the losses, I just want to say my whole theory with Tyson Gamble is he doesn't necessarily have to play as a fourteen, right? He doesn't necessarily have to play, but I would rather that than forcing Kurt Mann into a utility. Like if they could bring Tyson Gamble on basically as a third half, he doesn't have to play a position. Just bring him on as a third half. Right, Kurt Mann, you need to put him into 13 on to 9. He can't just float around anymore. That's not what he's made to do anymore. Yeah, but he has played a lot of positions, to be fair to yeah. him. He's played full, yeah, that's fair enough. fullback, he's played in the halves, he's played in the centres. And um, it's good. Even though he hasn't played like wing or something, if a winger goes down, you just shift Gagai or something out there and well, then you the, put him in the centres. Well, the way I would do it is I would probably shift Lockie Miller to the wing and put KP back to fullback and bring Gamble in the six. That's my whole you know reasoning what? Yeah. for having Gamble at four. That, that is a good... No, 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 I like that. I like that. That was my whole reasoning. And I think Kurt Mann's a big boy now. He's a big body. So I really like him as that, that 17, that real forward. But, I mean, if he does play the kind of Connor Watson role, then I, I'm not unhappy with that too. But I think Gamble, is, he's he's not necessarily a slouch in toughness. So I, I'm pretty confident he could play that Connor Watson role too. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see exactly what you're saying. I still think it'd be Kurt, man. But uh, just because just I, I don't think if you have Gamble on the... I think if you have Gamble on the bench, you can't have Kurt, man, as well. Just because I don't think he's a big enough body to take up a forward bench spot. I kind of like the three forwards on the bench and then just one utility. But um, I can see it working. Losses. Mitch Barnett to the Warriors, Edric Lee to the Dolphins, uh, Jariah Momosia to Parramatta, Tex Hoy to the Super League, Anthony Milford to the Dolphins, Suwaso Su, I believe, to the Super League, uh, Pasami Solo to Canberra, Jake Clifford to the Super League, David Clement to the Tigers, and Chris Randall to the Titans. A lot of losses, but I'm not necessarily saying they've lost too much. Yeah, I'm not. A lot of players lost to... Quantity-wise. Yeah. Quality, your best one there is probably David Clymer, but they got Jackson Hastings in return, which I, th- I think is good business for them. They needed a seven. For both, for both sides. Both sides, good business. Um, Tex Hoy, obviously, I don't think they need the backup fullback unless... Oh, it depends if you're going to put Ponga back there. If yeah. If Miller they doesn't got, work... They got Bailey injured. Hodgson anyways. I'd play Bailey Hodgson. Hodgson. I'd want to keep Ponga at six. As long they as need I to. Can. That's the one thing they need to do. Edric Lee, they've replaced with Greg Marzu. They've got Anari Tawala as backup if they need him. Heimel Hunt if they have to. 
He's still there, Hamo Hunt. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, uh, Mitch Barnett. They've covered with, um, I guess, Hetherington and Adam Elliott. Mate, that's fine. Like they're covering their losses. I'd be happy with that. Milford, I'm not too sure. They've got they've got Haas back up now. They've yeah. got Gamble. Yeah. Man can play there. Mm-hmm. I think the way this squad is put together is actually really smart. Now it's whether O'Brien, similar to the Titan situation. It's whether O'Brien could coach them properly. And this team, on face value, if you're looking at their spine of Miller, Ponga, Hastings, Braley, they should be scoring points. They should be scoring quite a lot of points. Even if you look at Dom Young, Marju, Bradman Best, Gagai, this team should be scoring points. There's no reason for them this year to not be able to score. So their forwards are going to be going forward. They've got the two side feeding boys who play plenty of origin. Frazell has played origin. Brody Jones, I'm actually really excited to see out on the field again. And Adam Elliott, we saw what he did with Canberra last year. So their one to 13 is very nice on paper. It's just, again, whether they respond to O'Brien, which has been the problem for quite a while now, that they haven't been able to respond to him. So I think losing Clemmer is going to lose, is going to hurt the leadership a little bit on the field, kind of the aggression on the field. But no, I really like the way this night's squad has been put together. I really think um, that they're going to play really nice attacking style of footy. I hope they don't go defensive. I think Ponga having less to do as a six rather than a fullback is really going to spread the game open for him. Not necessarily the Knights, but for him, he'll have a lot more to do. So, I'm again, I'm not confident in them making the eight. I think they can definitely make a push for it. But I think the squad that they've put together is really smart and it's something they can really build on. Jazz? Kind of similar to the Titans. They've, they're, they're heading in the right direction, but I don't think they're at the point where they're going to push for the eight just yet. That That's my take on it. I think... I think they're going to finish around that 11th to 15th kind of area. I, I don't see much more for them this year, but definitely building. I think I gave them an A-minus for the offseason. So yeah. I think they've had a great offseason. Yeah. Um, I just don't see them going just yet. 2024 could make a push for the eight, sure. Um, I think they've got a little bit more to do yet, but they're definitely heading in the right direction. No, I love it. I love your take, but I think... You know the range I'm going to give them is about eight, eight to thirteen, similar to Manly. Similar to Manly, I think if this Ponger experiment doesn't work, I think they probably fail a little bit. Well, they do fail. Um, and then the Lockie Miller signing doesn't look as effective as it was. But they can't just rush Ponger back to back to one after one season. I think that's the thing. They have to stick with it for a few seasons, allow him to get comfortable in this position, and then then we can really see whether it was worth trying or not. Yep. I think so too. It's a, yeah, it's a smart squad. It's an attacking squad. I think Hastings complements Ponga perfectly in terms of a Harbs combination. I think Braley can really unlock this team as as well as Elliot being the first receiver basically every time. So I I think this Newcastle team is very exciting. It's just they got to just sort out that bench because I think they're starting thirteen set in stone basically. I I, I think if you wrote down Miller, Marju. Gagai, Best, Young, KP, Hastings, Saifidi, Braley, Saifidi, Frizzell, Jones, Elliot, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, I think the only position is whether you go Jones, Fitzgibbon, or um, Hetherington at second row. Mm. But uh, I think everything else is pretty set in stone. I think they've got Agreed. what they want. I- I'm happy with their offseason. I like it. I, li- I like this squad construction. I think, yeah, as I said, all the players work off each other beautifully. 
I mean, it's just yeah, it's just where the KP clicks. It's what if if the spine can click, then the sky's the limit for them. Honestly, if if they fail to click, then you're probably looking at another kind of mediocre season for the Knights. Hundred percent with you there. All right, well, oh, an hour fifty, eh? This long, is the we've a long episode. So I'll um I'll leave the timestamps for each team, um, in the description. So you, if if any of you guys are tuning in, um, just for your favorite team, you can just go straight to the timestamp. You can listen to what we have to say. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the kind of longer, in-depth kind of pod. Part two will be releasing next Saturday, so make sure you're tuning in for that one. Um. Yeah, Strictly Footy Pod on Instagram, Twitter. I mean, go to the link in bio. You'll find the Twitter. You'll find everything in there wherever you can access the podcast. We've got TikTok now, which I do have to add to the link in the bio. So TikTok, Strictly Footy Pod, same as the Instagram. We're just we're just posting clips of our pod on there to give you guys a little bit of a teaser going into a new episode. So, yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, longer style episode. But yeah, I'll make sure you guys can um, access your teams through the timestamps if you don't necessarily want to sit here and listen to um, almost two hours of us talking. Um, I'm almost losing my voice. You got any th- final thoughts, bro? Just the basics. Look, feedback's much appreciated. Uh, if you've got anything anything to say, anything that you want us to talk about, anything that you think we should improve with our podcast, just let us know. Send us a DM, leave a comment. Any way you can get to us, we'll respond quickly. Yeah, we 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 love hearing feedback and um, making this as entertaining for you guys as we can. Five days till trials are on, lads. Hey, very very excited to have footy back. It's it's been a bit been a bit dead. Usually, I'm right into the cricket around this time, but it's I just I just want footy to come back now. I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll um. Hey, we'll see you. We'll see you guys on Tuesday for our team list for trials and team list Tuesday. Oh, it's back. Oh. It's back, boys. It's finally it's gonna back. be the, probably the most interesting one of the season as well, as we get to see who teams are trialing where. Yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome. So make sure you guys stay tuned um, for that, and also stay tuned for part two of our squad analysis. And um, we'll catch you guys in the next one. So stay blessed. Keep showing love. We appreciate you guys so much for listening. And um, we'll catch you next time, yeah? So, see you.